Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. Welcome to the Femina Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks so much for joining me today. As many of you might already know, my husband and I live with his dad, whom we call in our family Grandpa Jim. And I just wanted to talk to you a little bit today about taking care of parents. And I'm sure there are many of you out there who are doing this. So I want to offer you some encouragement. And for those of you who still have young parents, please file this away for future reference. In fact, if you are parents at all of even little kids, you should be thinking about it now too. And the Bible has plenty to say about family relationships, both in the family and in the church family. But I'm just going to use a sample from 1 Timothy 5, verses 1 through 8. The first couple verses say this. Do not rebuke an older man, but exhort him as a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters, with all purity. So this is a really lovely picture of how we're to treat everyone in the church as family. So we're to treat the older men like fathers, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, and younger women as sisters. This just keeps everything in the right lane, you know, all with purity, clean hearts, and good motives. We're to honor everyone and treat everyone like family with courtesy and kindness, not treating them like family in the sense of getting, crossing any boundaries. No, it's with all purity clean hearts, good motives, and treating everyone with courtesy and respect. Then, moving on to verse 3 and 4, honor widows who are really widows. But if any widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show piety at home and to repay their parents, for this is good and acceptable before God. This verse obligates not only children but grandchildren to look after their parents, their grandparents. And it's a form of repayment, really. It's understood that they are repaying them for what? Well, for putting a roof over their heads. And in case of grandparents, of doing that for their parents. (laughs) Feeding them, clothing them, educating them, caring for them. This is what parents are for. This is the basic obligation of parents when God gives them children. Children are not accessories. You know, it's sad to think that some people view their children that way. It's it's just something to fulfill them, uh, something maybe to make them look good. It's just a warped perspective. God gives you children because he's blessing you. And with children comes a really large commitment (laughs) to care for them and lay your life down for them. And you all who are mothers out there, you know this. And actually, you all who had mothers know this. So everybody knows this. And God really likes it when we do this. It is good and acceptable in His sight. It's a way of showing piety. And what is piety? Well, it's holiness. So if you want to show some piety in your home, you take care of your parents when they need it. And it's also the case that God does not like it when we shirk this duty. It's a 
Basic Duty. Listen to the following verses, 5 through 8. Now, she who is really a widow and left alone trusts in God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. In other words, she has no family. If she's really a widow, she has no one to help her. So she is encouraged here to just pray night and day. But, verse 6, she who lives in pleasure is dead while she lives. And these things command that they may be blameless. But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. All right. If anyone doesn't provide for his own, especially those of his household. So there are some who are our own who are not in our household. And maybe these are the older men and, and uh, older women in the church body. They're our own in a sense because they're part of our, our church body and we have a mutual obligation to one another to help one another out. But especially in your own household, especially in your own household, these are strong words. What has the person done who rejects his or her responsibility? Basically, this verse says he's denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. And so I assume this is because denying the faith that you know is even worse than never believing in it in the first place. So clearly, God takes our familial duties very seriously. And as a side note, this is one of the reasons God created marriage. So you could have your own people to take care of you when you're old. Certainly, it's not the only reason, but it is a significant reason. It's just the way God made the world. It's a designed feature. It is not a a weird thing at all. It's part of God's purpose and plan. But widows are to be cared for by the church if they just have absolutely nobody. So what has happened to this duty of caring for parents in our generation? Well, it is big business because children have, quote, their own lives, right? And don't want to be saddled with all the responsibilities of caring for their parents. And so many of the elderly are shuttled off to nursing homes where they're so lonely and separated from their family. Now, I know absolutely, of course, there comes a point where it's simply not physically possible to care for the elderly just because of human limitations. And if they are in such a physical place themselves that you cannot provide the care they need. And so when it comes to that, obviously, some kind of help is needed. And it's, it may be the only option. So I'm not talking about extreme cases, all right? I understand. But where it is humanly possible, it ought to be our first choice to care for our own family members. And in some cases, the elderly parent moves in with their children, or as in our case, we moved in with Doug's dad. He was all set up there in his house, and it made the most sense. It was ideal for his needs. Now, I just want to make a comment here on the side. Sometimes, okay, there are a couple of things that happen. You just got your kids to the place where they're independent. They've all established their own households, and now you can cut loose, right? And lo, no, it's time for you to take care of your parents. And it, in our culture, that is a real imposition because we want to travel. We want to do our own thing. We want to enjoy life. And taking care of our parents is going to tie us down. Yeah, it is. There's no buts about it. That is exactly right. But 
as you know, I mean, that's just part of the Christian life. And we aren't to live for pleasure. Now, we have an ideal situation where we have um, more, we're not the only family in town. So we have a support group, which is a huge help to us and such an encouragement. If we have to go out of town or we need to get out of town or we want to get out of town, we have people that we can ask to move in. And we have even friends who volunteered to do that in the past so that we can get away. So I understand the sacrifice and the difficulty, but it doesn't change the commandment. And God means it for our good. We aren't really to live for ourselves, are we? And when we think we've got the chance to, he says, "Uh uh-uh, not yet. No, or probably not ever, people, because it wouldn't be good for our souls, would it? So remember also, whoever you are, wherever, whatever stage you are in, that you want to be the kind of parents who will be cooperative when this happens to you. I remember one time, quite a few years ago, we were talking about someone. I do not know who it was. Uh, Obviously, some widow who needed a place to live and her children weren't inviting her in. But my son said to me, Mom, don't worry. You'll be living with us way before that happens. And I said, oh, no, Nate, I'll be fine. And then I stopped and I said, can I please rewind that tape? Thank you, my son. (laughs) Because our instinct is, oh, no, I'm going to be so fine. I'm going to be so independent and healthy. And I'm not going to need anyone to help me out. And that is just false. And we can trick ourselves into thinking, no, I'm taking care of myself. I go for walks. I will never break a hip. I will never have a stroke. I'm going to be healthy and self-sufficient. And that's just an arrogant statement right there. (laughs) And we have to be humble before God. We don't have control over these things, do we? We absolutely do not. Now, it's great to try to stay healthy and to do what we can to not make our lives miserable, of course. But the point is, we just may need help. So we ought to be humble and not be like those parents who say, no, I refuse. I will not move in with you. And that makes it really hard for the kids. And I've talked to many of those people who said, we want our folks to move in with us. We want to take care of mom. She will not come. She refuses. And, you know, we can't take care of her where she lives. So make it easy on your own children and be in the right frame of mind, even when you're very young and don't need it, that that's the way it's supposed to be. And that's how you bring up your kids. Like, that's the way God planned it. I'm taking care of you. You'll take care of me. We love each other. All right. Now, Every situation is going to be different. And my job in taking care of Grandpa Jim is really what my dad would call chief cook and bottle washer. And, you know, I run the errands and do the meds and I set up caregivers and I make the meals and wash the dishes and do the laundry, etc. All those glamorous duties that most women can handle pretty easily. It's really not difficult. And I have lovely help, like I have said. I have a sister-in-law who will bring extra meals over for Grandpa. I have another sister-in-law who will come stay with them while I go places. It's just a sweet setup. And then Doug's two brothers also help in many ways and take turns with the duties. So we have a very sweet setup. And I know that some of you may have far more difficult ones where you are the only, the one and only. But I'm going to say you can pray for help, of course, 
and just embrace what God has given you to do, and he will bless it. He will totally bless it. The most difficult part, I think, for me was just adjusting to a new life. You know, just like new parents adjust to new duties. So we had to adjust to new duties. And our parents fed and cared for us, so it's time for payback. And when I think about what Doug's dad did for me, there's no way I can pay him back. There's no way. And so if I think about those things, it makes my job so sweet and even better. And as well as being simple, I'm not doing anything extraordinary, not doing anything above the call of duty. I'm just doing the dishes. All right. I do want to end with this. Sometimes people will tell us what a great example we are being because we're caring for Grandpa Jim. And I really appreciate that. But honestly, did anyone tell our parents what great examples they were being for raising us? (laughs) No. And I think that it's sweet of people to say this, and I'm glad it is an encouragement to them that we can show them how to do this, but we are not doing anything exceptional. We're just doing our duty. And if we shirk that duty, God forbid, we would be worse than unbelievers. We would have denied the faith, and that's a very heavy charge. So when we're caring for Doug's dad, we are just affirming our faith, and we're showing gratitude to God for his provision for us all those years when we were simply taking it all for granted. You know, I wasn't thanking my mom, was I, in the crib for just keeping me warm and feeding me and changing my diapers? Goodness, it's not easy being parents. It's a big commitment. It costs a lot of money. It requires patience and fortitude. It really is heavy lifting to bring up a family by the grace of God. And in God's arrangement of duties, it's a big commitment to care for our parents when they are old. But it is what we are built for. It pleases God, and it's a blessing to our parents. Many of our friends have cared for their parents in various ways, and many are caring for them right now. And they're just doing it cheerfully, quietly, faithfully. And I so appreciate that faithfulness that we have in one another. And we we can confer and say, hey, what did you do when your mom started doing that? You know, have you got any tips? So just like moms do, taking care of little kids. So this is the way the family of God is supposed to work. It's how we honor our parents, which is the fifth commandment with a promise. It's how we obey God. And so really, no other argument is needed. Thank you so much for joining me today and blessings on your day.